And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint. Starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with bare premium plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals at Ryu Hotels and Resorts in Mexico, the Caribbean, and Central America and enjoy a selection of exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Brought to you by Toyota. Let's go places. Welcome to Forward Thinking. Hey there and welcome to Forward Thinking, the podcast that looks at the future and says we're waxing down our surfboards. We can't wait for June. I'm Jonathan Strickland. I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And I'm Joe McCormick. And today is going to be... Is it going to be, would we call it part two? It's at least going to be a follow-up to our most recent podcast. The one that came out right before this, which was about the discovery of gravitational waves at the LIGO facilities in September 2015. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, and so in that last episode, we talked about how the discovery happened, what gravitational waves are, and how they were eventually found. But in this episode, we wanted to talk about what it all means. Now that we have found and confirmed the existence of gravitational waves in our universe. Yeah, so we, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, some more specifics about LIGO and also what this is going to, you know, how we see this unfolding. Does it have any practical uh, impact on your life as a what I am assuming is a normal human being out there? You might be a crawfish monster. You could be. We talked a lot about those in our last episode, too. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to judge either way, but I do either way want to tell you about some cool things about LIGO. And that's that, and, well, and, and the discovery process in general. So, you know, even though like three dudes started this whole crazy ride mm-hmm. back in like 1975, the paper that announced the discovery, which is titled, by the way, Observation of Gravitational Waves from a Binary Black Hole Merger, has over a thousand authors. Scientific cooperation, y'all. Just, yeah. That's so cool. It's very inspirational to see. And, you know, like we mentioned before, the fact that LIGO had to had to go through an upgrade process from 2010 to 2015, and that was an international collaboration, also really inspiring. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... And now that LIGO is is working in this way, researchers expect it to make tens of observations every year. And usually when you say tens of obs- tens of anything, you're kind of <laughs> making fun of it. But in this case, that's really cool uh, because it will give us so much more data to work with. And again, you know, we're talking about events that are happening billions of years ago. So uh, it's it's stuff that like, you know, if if it happened a billion years ago, but the event was four billion light years away there's no way for us to detect it because gravitational waves are limited, as is everything else, by the speed of light. They can only travel as fast as the speed of light. Uh, maybe not everything else. Maybe not the expansion of space during inflation. Well, that's different. That's different. That's that's the universe itself, not stuff within the universe. Uh, I admit it. I got you, Jonathan. I, <laughs> I admit gotcha. nothing except that I did accidentally say gravity waves in the last episode and said gravitational <laughs> waves. I will admit that. It's on tape. Okay, right. okay. But back to what it all means. So, so we have discovered gravitational waves at, with mm-hmm. the LIGO facility. We hope to discover many more and, yep. and learn more about them all the time. But what does this all mean for the state of, of physics today? Well, first, it is yet another piece of evidence that supports Einstein's theory of general relativity. So – Darn it, I hate Einstein being right all the time. <laughs> Props to you, Mr. <laughs> Einstein. I want him to crash and burn someday. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's dead, so he got that going for I, you. I mean his theories. I mean, oh, I want us, right. Okay. I want us to discover that, in fact, Newton was right. I mean, his brain was stolen for a while, so <laughs> there's that, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, you're already two up on Einstein. Your brain is exactly where it's supposed to be, and yeah. you're alive. It, it was his eyeballs, too, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it was. It, that's a wacky story for another time. At any rate, uh, so it doesn't mean that the general theory of relativity is going to become a scientific law. That's different. But it does support yet more predictions that were made from general relativity. So if you say, if general relativity is correct, then we would expect X. This was one of those X things that we would expect. And in fact, We've now discovered it. We've we found the the evidence of it. We can say yes, this is definitely correct, which is phenomenal, right? That that yet again we've seen how general relativity matches up with reality as we see it, yeah. as we can observe it. Oh yeah. Now that doesn't mean that general relativity is 
going to be absolutely all-encompassing, there's still big gaps for us to fill in. Sure, how about the quantum level? Exactly, but it is really an awesome display of Einstein's ability to suss things out to a level that is almost inhuman as far as I'm concerned. Like, it's so amazing to me that he can make these predictions that he had absolutely no way of testing, and then a hundred years later, we get the news that yeah, no, he was totally right about that. Well, they did eventually have ways of testing the predictions of general relativity. But yeah, what you're you're correct about is that Einstein didn't have a test that he used to come up with general relativity. You're correct. Uh, I was specifically thinking about the prediction of gravitational waves, that there was yeah. no way for him to test for that. There were certainly ways to test for other elements of general relativity, but the specific prediction of gravitational waves, that was something that they could not easily test for back in 1916 when he published the theory. Mm -hmm. Other things that we're becoming more sure about as a result of this. Black holes. Black holes. Yeah. Uh, so finally, we're, we've got, like I mentioned in the previous episode, the strongest evidence so far for the existence of black holes. Um, uh, I, I think, by and large, the uh, the astronomy and astrophysics community was convinced of the existence of black holes already. But this yeah. is another really good piece of evidence for them. Well, they were also convinced of the existence of gravitational waves. But yes. again, it's one of those things where you say this evidence is yet more support for this thing that we cannot directly observe. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, and and furthermore, that that black holes can exist in binary systems. Yes. That way you can get two black holes uh, orbiting one another and then coalescing into a uh, a single black hole while vaporizing three solar masses worth of material, which, again, still blows my mind. Um, beyond that, we also are, are now able to track celestial objects that don't emit visible light or any electromagnetic radiation at all, as long as they are... Massive enough if the event that they are undergoing is violent enough to generate gravitational waves. Clearly, if they're, if they're small, if the gravitational waves are very tiny and weak and really far away so that by the time they get here, they're, they're so weak as to be undetectable, that's not gonna, the LIGO is not gonna make any difference in that. But for stuff that we cannot see but does create significant gravitational waves, now we have a way of detecting that. Yeah. And that, that means that we're going to get information about stuff that we know about but haven't been able to directly observe and potentially find out about stuff we didn't even know existed. Like, we literally had no clue because there was no way to observe it. Now we've got a new way to of examine the universe. observing stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've read quotes from a couple of different scientists uh, involved with this project who have compared the LIGO method to essentially gaining a new sense mm -hmm. for a person. Uh, one example I want to quote is uh, from Miriam Kramer's piece on Mashable about gravitational waves, where she interviewed the LIGO scientist Subol Schmarka, who explained it this way, said, quote, Imagine that you have all of your senses, but you can't hear. And the first day you gain hearing, you get a new life. Imagine how your life would change if you can actually observe, sense your surroundings in a very different way. This is what we actually gain with gravitational waves. And another one along the same lines was uh, uh, David uh, Wright's to Physics World. He said, we have been deaf, but now we can hear them. We now expect to hear things we never expected as we open a new window of astronomy. This was a scientific moonshot, and we did it. We landed on the moon. Yeah, and, and I've seen... That analogy of, of being able to listen 
to the universe and hear what the, what is going on in the universe. I've seen that over and over from multiple people who worked on this project and other physicists who didn't work directly on the project but are obviously very much interested and invested in its outcome. And that particular phrase, you know, listening or hearing what is going on has been used multiple times. And I think it is a very elegant way of putting it, this idea. And it, again, it kind of uh, compares gravitational waves to sound waves, this idea of this thing propagating out through the universe, but at the speed of light and passing through everything it encounters. It's not blocked by other bodies, so it will eventually make its way throughout the universe. Maybe not strong enough for us to detect, but it will come to us at some point. Uh, and it means that we're going to be able to study lots of stuff much more um, intricately than we could before. Things like supernova explosions and neutron stars and more information about black holes and learn, all, you know, all there is to learn that we can so far. Uh, it, it expands that, that possibility. Like if you think about the things that, um, that we could potentially learn before we had... Uh, observatories like LIGO, there was a limit, right? There was mm -hmm. there, there was a hard limit to what we could learn just because of the limitations on our instrumentation, our knowledge. Now we've got a brand new way to observe. So who knows what we will learn? It is probably one of the most exciting things about astronomy right now. In fact, maybe the most exciting thing about astronomy at the moment. And it's already changing some of what we thought we knew about uh, about black holes specifically. Yeah, uh, it's, it's changing what we know about black holes. For example, one of the things that uh, was kind of interesting was they said they were looking at the angular momentum, essentially the spin of the black holes. So not the orbits of the black holes, but the actual individual spins. And they said that it ended up the spin of the the whole collision ended up being different from what they had expected, uh, and they're not sure why. They don't know why. They 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 have no idea. This this is really exciting because now we have to ask ourselves why were the black holes spinning at a different rate than what we had anticipated? Was it perhaps yeah. that the two angular momentums of the individual black holes interfered with one another, and therefore that's what caused the the issue? Or is it something totally new? Yes. Some, some kind of physics we don't even know. Is there, is there a va variable out there that we've totally missed before? Yeah. yeah. And it could be Black something. Black hole gremlins. <laughs> well, and it could Black be... hole crawfish. <laughs> okay. Let's not go down that dark road yet again. <laughs> uh, but, but it could be something that isn't predicted by general relativity. It could yeah. be something totally new, which again, really exciting. Um, it, this also could lead to us having a greater understanding of how our universe is expanding and why it's expanding at the rate that it is. Uh, it also could end up giving us a very precise look at how much dark energy is in the universe, much more precise than any estimation that we have ever made before. Uh, and it could open new doors to all sorts of new disciplines that we can't anticipate right now. There's a term being used called gravitational astronomy that's really all about taking the data from these gravitational waves that we detect and then finding out what we can learn from that information. And we don't know yet. It's so new that we don't even know what to expect. We know that it'll allow us to look into supernova and, and neutron stars and black holes, but who knows what else we'll learn. But let's let's skip past all of this boring human curiosity. Okay. Uh, I, wa I want a practical application for this stuff. How is it going to work for me? Um... All right. Well, I want key lime pie, but I'm not getting it. 
So what I'm saying is that you want to break. Why, why aren't you getting it? There's a Kroger right next yeah. door. Because I'm recording a podcast oh. right now. Uh, no, the, my point here is that wanting a practical application of gravitational waves is sort of uh, being a little premature, I would argue, that we don't have any practical application for gravitational waves uh, right now, apart from the fact that it is expanding our knowledge to a degree that that we otherwise would you know would have no access to. Eh, where's my warp drive? Okay, so right. warp drive. That's an excellent. That's an excellent uh, way of looking at. Well, could gravitational waves lead to warp drive? Who knows? Maybe centuries from now. Uh, so gravitational waves do show that space time is folding in these little ripples. And you could argue that you know the whole idea behind warp drive or warp systems is that you could warp space to decrease the distance between you and your destination. So by decreasing that space, you decrease the amount of time it takes for you to get to where you're going. It's kind of cheating that that fact that you cannot travel faster than the speed of light. Well, you don't need to travel faster than the speed of light if you can make your destination closer to your departure, right? Uh, yes, but hold on a second. Now, what was that figure we had earlier? That uh, at the, So a gravitational wave of the kind we sensed with LIGO... Uh, it would take the distance of a kilometer and shorten that by one one thousandth the width of a proton. Something like that, yeah. So that's not going to be shaving a whole lot off no, your trip. No, no. Like would... Maybe if you're a hypermiler in space. Uh, yeah, and especially considering that you have to like like vaporize three suns in order to do it. Look, I'm not you can't sure if... make an omelet without destroying a few star systems. Okay, <laughs> uh, at least not a warp omelet. Um, so, yeah, here's here's the thing is that, one, we have no practical means of warping space-time at the moment. Apart from, like, some some very experimental science that is of uh, questionable uh, um, uh, authenticity. Well, and I, I use that not meaning that I personally question it. I just know that there's a lot of argument within the space itself in physics about various engines that are uh, – at least intended to be a warp drive of some sort. Well, I mean, I think we're inherently talking about a, a gigantic uh, scale problem, a mass yeah. energy scale problem, because it, once you're talking about the kinds of events that cause these big gravitational waves, these large perturbations in size and distance in space-time, you're talking about things on the order of the mass of stars and or even of, so, of so galaxies. Yeah, in that case, you're talking about like a stellar engineering level of technology yeah. anyway, that we'd, we'd have to be like a Kardashev level two system or something. Yeah. I, I, I am extremely skeptical we will ever create a system capable of warping space on any meaningful scale anytime in the foreseeable future. Oh, uh, without destroying everything around it in the process. If you put that limitation on it, then even more so, yes. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, warp drive is out, but what about warping time? Okay, so yeah, we're talking about space-time, so time travel's clearly going to come up. Here's the secret, guys. We can all time travel. It's You're just, doing it right now. Yeah, just it's just called waiting around. And you uh, travel through time, forward. At a scale that is remarkably consistent, dependent upon your speed relative to an independent observer. Though another thing we've talked about on the podcast before is that it is just an inherent consequence of Einstein's theories that 
travel into the future based on your initial reference frame is entirely possible. Yeah. Uh, like accelerating beyond the reference frame uh, from which you originated. So if you get into a spaceship and you travel near the speed of light and take a round trip and come back to planet Earth, you will have uh, you will have aged slower than you would have if you just stayed on Earth. Right. Relative to the people who were back on Earth, you would have experienced less time like you would have felt the passage that there had been a, a smaller amount of time passed on the ship than people who were still on Earth had felt because you were traveling at this much faster speed. Yeah, you uh, and it's not just by traveling near the speed of light. You could also do this by being next to an extremely massive object. So yes. you could hang out next to a black hole or something for a while. Yeah, these these are both things that will uh, warp time. So. Effectively, it would be like traveling into the future. It looks like, from everything we've ever seen, that traveling into the past is essentially a no-go. Um, th- there's nothing that we've seen that has suggested that that would be that would be a possibility based upon uh, these particular theories. I mean, there are other alternative theories that that have nothing to do with what we're talking about, where people have posited the possibility. But based upon what we're chatting about right now, especially with gravitational waves. Not so much. You're not going to be able to go back and have an excellent adventure or a bogus journey. Okay. Uh, I'm willing to scale back my expectations if I don't get to uh, use a warp drive or ride a T-Rex. What about what about just reconciling quantum physics with classical physics? I have heard people say that the... the did, inter- did you hear it through a grapevine? Uh, I did not. Not much longer... Will you be mine, Joe? I don't think you ever were, honestly, when I no, look at you. No, not at all. This took a turn. Do you guys want to be alone? Uh, not anymore. Tell okay, me about so, physics. Yeah, all right. Uh, so so I, have, I have read at least a couple of different accounts that have suggested that perhaps the information we learn from gravitational waves could help us bridge some gaps between quantum physics and classical physics. When I tried to find out what they meant, like how – would this bridge any gaps? I started coming up empty. So I don't know precisely if the person who was saying that was just kind of, you know, spitballing. Just, yeah, just just like maybe, or if they were saying it from a place of expertise and they just didn't verbalize how they meant it. Um, I uh, on the face of it, I don't know how it would bridge gaps. But then I'm not a quantum physicist. I, I have a very very basic grasp of some elementary <laughs> some 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 basic elements i should say mm-hmm. of quantum physics and beyond that it is completely uh a mystery to me yeah and so i'm not sure if gravitational waves if our our study of them will lead to this uh the bridging of gaps but if it does that would be great yeah i mean i i think it's easy for people to lose sight of the extent in some ways to which gravity is still mysterious to us. Like we Mm -hmm. understand gravity very well. Einstein's theories give us an extremely accurate model of gravity that we can use to predict the behavior of objects in the universe. And and it works great. Uh, So it's not like Einstein was wrong with general relativity, but yeah, there are these lingering questions like how, how come gravity does not reign at the quantum level? Yeah. Uh, what effect, if any, does gravity have on 
various quantum processes. Well, I, I remember hearing a problem is why is gravity so relatively weak compared to the other fundamental forces of the universe? Right. Yeah. The the strong and weak nuclear force, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's a. These are all questions that we're still looking, you know, to try and find those answers. Gravity for the longest time has been kind of the big like, uh, where do we fit this in with our other our other models? And maybe through gravitational waves and, and through studying them, we'll be able to answer some of those questions and come up with a more complete model of the universe, which means we understand reality a little bit better. And that is phenomenal. Uh, one thing I would say about all this, while I, I, I've been kind of, you know, dismissing these practical application ideas, is that we can never anticipate what sort of practical applications may come of scientific discovery. And in fact, there may be some awesome practical applications that we cannot even guess at right now that in 20 years time will just be a part of everyday lives. And it it's hard for us to imagine that. This is one of those times where when people make predictions about the future, they hit that stumbling block because it's something you could not possibly have anticipated unless you were, you know, some brilliant madman like Einstein and you had uh, really considered this to a point where you had reach that logical progression and said, if this is true, then we could do this. Um, but I'm certainly not at that point. <laughs> I'm not nearly an expert on the subject. So uh, I think that we probably will end up seeing some practical applications you, as a result well, of this. You're saying gravity bombs, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> who knows? Maybe. You know, maybe it'll be one of those things where, you know, everyone will have that extra, you, you know, that one switch in your house that doesn't seem to control anything. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh-huh. in the future, that's just gravity. Oh. Right. You see, you hit it and like everything just starts floating. And you're like, oh, mm. that's what that one does. Well, you, you, know, <laughs> you flip it and the, uh, and the TV remote is one one thousandth the width of a proton closer to your hand. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that saves me that, that much effort uh-huh. on getting up and picking it up. So now I can finally. Switch it to America's Funniest Home Videos. All right, so that wraps up this quick discussion about the future implications of our discovery of gravitational waves, our our, our actual uh, um, you know measurement of them, the analysis of them, what that might lead to. the The best part about this, the reason why it's so short, is because there's so little that we can know right now. But that's the exciting part because we will fill those gaps in in our knowledge, like. You know, 10 years from now, think of all the things that, you know, if we were to still be doing this, which would amaze me, but 10 years from now, if we were still doing this, we could revisit this topic and talk about, here's all the stuff we didn't anticipate when we recorded that episode back in 2016. And that's really exciting. Guys, if you have any suggestions for future episodes of Forward Thinking, whether it is about science, technology, culture, anything really, if you just want to know how is X, what's that going to be like? In the future, you should write us and let us know. Our email address is fwthinking at howstuffworks.com. Or you can drop us a line on Twitter or on Facebook. At Twitter, we have the handle fwthinking. And on Facebook, just search fwthinking in the search bar. We'll pop up, leave us a message, and we'll talk to you again really soon. For more on this topic and the future of technology, visit forwardthinking.com. Brought to you by Toyota. Let's go places.
Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with bare premium plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane, back to reality. See how to elevate your travel experiences at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply.